You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Welcome back to Freedom with NFTs. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's an honor to be here with you today. On this episode, we have Carlene McMillian, MD, who is the co-founder and CEO of Brooklyn Minds and fast becoming the go-to psychiatrist in the metaverse. She is a Harvard-trained adult and child psychiatrist who pioneers team-based and tech-enabled mental health care that individuals with complex psychiatric concerns live meaningful lives. Dr. McMillan became known for her role as the co-host of New Frontiers, an award-winning show on Clubhouse, where mental health experts weigh in on aspects of our culture. It was on this show that she first connected with the Blazed Cats team, who are donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to Mental Health America. This helped her realize the potential of the NFT space. She then joined the Lost Boy NFT project as their psychiatrist in residence and is active in a number of other NFT projects that prioritize doing good. Outside of the metaverse, she is an internationally recognized leader in mentalization-based treatment, collaborating with leaders at the Anna Freud National Center for Children and Families. She is on the Clinical Advisory Board of Ozmind and a member of the Ketamine Task Force for Access to Safe Care and Insurance Coverage. She is on the Clinical TMS Society Insurance Committee and is the co-chair of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry Consumer Issues Committee. Welcome, Dr. McMillan. It is an honor to have you with us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. So let's dive right in. Tell us about your journey that led you to where you are today. Sure. So I'm becoming the psychiatrist of the metaverse. It's been a fast journey because uh, the space is so fast moving. You know, I would say this spring, I did not know what an NFT was. I thought it was like just some weird art thing artists did. And I would go on Clubhouse, which is the social audio platform I'm very active on. And I would see people... Uh, in rooms with pictures of board apes. And mm. I honestly just thought that meant that they just liked crypto and that was just something. Like I really just did not understand. And I didn't go in those rooms. Not that I dislike crypto, just, you know, I was doing mental health stuff. But one of those people, Farouk, is really just kind mm. of being generally on Clubhouse. So I started following him on Twitter and got a little interested in some of the projects he was mentioning. And you know, gradually kind of learned about one that was kind of weird. It's called My Fucking Pickle. It was kind of, <laughs> it's a joke project that was started. So it kind of a meme project. And I just was like, I'm going to look at what this is. I'm going to find this out. And I'm going to kind of spend a month and just kind of see what this world is like. Because we were doing the show on Clubhouse about 
you know, the media and culture. And so I just wanted to understand. I did not anticipate that would then lead to thinking, oh, wow, there's actually a big role for mental health objects in this space. And that really happened. That kind of transformation happened when someone, I think his username is a stoner cat, messaged me and said, hi, you know, you're a psychiatrist in this space. I'd like to give you a blazed cat. Yeah, just so you know, blazed cats is donating a ton of their proceeds to Mental Health America. Mm. And I was very intrigued by that because I hadn't seen anything like that and met them, thought they were really cool. I realized there was a lot of people in that community with mental health concerns, either themselves mm. or loved ones. And then was just like, all right, well, you know, I like communities. I like supporting communities. I like seeing how they build. It seems like a place where there could be a space for for me and others and other colleagues like me to actually sort of get involved. So started with them and then has kind of... Thank you for sharing all of that. My biggest takeaway from that was how you took time to research the industry and then found how you could leverage your areas of expertise in the NFT space. And I think that's so important for our audience to realize that the NFT space is absolutely endless. Mm-hmm all walks of life can be involved. You don't just have to be an artist or a collector. Could you dive a little bit into that? Yeah, because I am not an artist. I I have Canva Pro and I love it. And it's fun and I can make a GIF and all that. But I'm not like an artist, right? That's not going to be the the area that I'm going to contribute. I'm not a day trader. You know, I'm not a Wall Street bet person. I find that culture fascinating, but that's not what I do, right? I'm more of a mental health professional and educator. So that's where I can spend time. And I think what I noticed is that a lot of people, they set up separate accounts, they set up Mm -hmm. separate Twitters. So like professionals in the space, they have their sort of professional work Twitter, and then they have their, you know, board ape Twitter (laughs) and persona. And I intentionally did not do that. I've never been one for kind of split identities. I've been much more into integrating them. Mm -hmm. And so my Twitter feed now is a mix of medical and mental health people from Clubhouse and a ton of NFT people. And I love to see the cross-pollination. And I Mm. love it when, you know, a nurse will message me and say, hey, I saw you had that fame lady. How, you know, what's that community like? I would like one too. How do I get one? Or, you know, other physicians that are, you know, otherwise might've thought this was really not something for them getting Mm -hmm. getting excited. And I think that will only really happen if professionals like myself sort of be out there as professionals in the space and and be playful about it and and still draw attention to these causes, right? Like I could tell people, okay, these these cats with joints, my cat doesn't have, he's sober, you know, that's not my thing, but that they're actually raising a lot of money and that's something that you can get behind and you can have a cool picture and be part of a cool community in the process. And that has becoming just more kind of more mainstream across all different types of professionals. That's amazing. And touching on the community aspect of NFTs, are there any communities that you're currently holding space for? 
Yeah. So I, I met someone in the space named Satvik, who is uh, very involved in uh, charitable work in the space and figuring out how to connect different projects, different NFT communities with various charitable agents for nonprofit agents. And he's been involved in a number of projects, including one called Alphabetti, which is really sort of like family friendly and like my kids have their Alphabetties. But then he approached me about one he was he's involved with called Lost Boy NFT. And Lost Boy is first and foremost a mental health oriented project and community. And Mm -hmm. the idea was really that a lot of men, particularly young men, are uh, reluctant to go into therapy. They'll say, Mm -hmm. like, if you get a guy into therapy, you tell them it's a podcast, right? So, so, you know, that's that finding a space where these people could kind of communicate. And it's not just for boys, but I think Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of put that out there because that's really where the, the stigma lies. And he wanted to have a psychiatrist in residence that could do AMAs with that community, take questions, kind of similar to what I do on Clubhouse, which is Mm -hmm. general social audio, but it would be specific to that community. Because like when we do a show on Clubhouse, we have way more people asking questions that we can get through. It's not very personal. And so for a community like Lost Boy, those people, that's going to be a utility of owning that NFT. And the NFTs are really cool. Like mine has the suicide prevention, like lifeline on its t-shirt, you know, and like that to me is meaningful. And a lot of the, a lot of the clothing the Lost Boys are wearing are also spreading psychoeducational messages. So I'm really into that. And uh, I'm looking forward to that project really taking off. I know he's got some other announcements lined up about a bigger mental health uh, partnership. But that's an example, I think, of not just, okay, we're going to have a charity and some of what we're going to do into the charity, but like, how can we actually bring mental health to the community itself? And I think that's that to me, that's a first. And so that's what really excited me about that project in particular. Such a special project. I actually own a lost boy. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the project being promoted and I said, you know what? That looks special. And I love their emphasis on mental health and my lost boy, he has bunny ears. (laughs) And so I, I, I love him. And so I'm really excited to see what comes forth. And I love that you're supporting that project. So let's get into new people who are entering the space. They're coming in, they're overwhelmed. Am I an artist? Am I a collector? Am I a part of community? What am I doing in the NFT space? And they're in that research phase. What would your advice be in regards to their mental health as they're exploring NFTs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it has a lot of features, unfortunately, of, of gambling and what we know humans can get really addicted to really quickly. So we know that humans, it's like the slot machine mentality, like intermittent reinforcement, right? Sometimes you pull the slot machine and you get three cherries and sometimes you don't. And I think with the projects that are minting and there's an urge to go on there and, and mint something, you don't know if you're going to get something rare. That's just like really for our brains, like the dopamine is firing really quickly when you do that. And it's very easy to get kind of sucked into that sort of feeding frenzy. And so I'm seeing a lot of comments in the space about, you know, there needs to be an NFT rehab in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are people need to take mental health breaks and things like that. So I I think it's, uh, I would recommend more like joining the discords projects that are really have some depth and breadth to them. They're Mm -hmm. forming their discords in advance. They're building a sense of community. You can get a sense of what kind of people are there. 
and really think, is this somewhere I want to be spending my time? Or is this just something to like make the quick money? Because I think the people that are in it that are going to be just looking to make the quick money and the more gambling, you're going to have the same problems as, as, you know, gambling addiction. And, you know, I have a lot of patients who they do have gambling addictions or they are, you know, have problems with the stock market, especially with the Mm. Robin Hood kind of scene like that, that part I think can be quite dangerous. Whereas if you're going at it more like, I want to find a sense of community. I want to find my tribe. I want to find projects that have substance. Then I think joining the discord, starting to get engaged on the Twitter, you can start to get a sense of like where you're spending your time. And then when that project goes to mint, you feel more confident in minting it rather than just like losing the hottest drop of the, of the day, I would say. Yes. And then I think the other thing that I'm seeing too, is there can be a lot of people who are becoming influenced in the mm-hmm. space pretty quickly and are being approached to, you know, they're getting paid money or they're getting free NFTs and then they're going on and advertising and the lack of transparency. I mean, I think we saw this in Instagram early mm-hmm. on and TikTok early on and like, how are people, like what are the norms of disclosing that this is sort of a paid partnership are evolving and I have seen some people get really slammed and really emotionally really like in an almost like crisis level because they see the community Mm. kind of turn against them in a really negative way. So I I think that people really need to be mindful and intentional of that and recognize that people do screw up and that we're humans and that people Mm -hmm. on Twitter can be mean and Mm -hmm. to try to surround yourself with people who are not that way and, you know, block people who are, who are doing that to you and, and, Mm -hmm. and own your mistakes. And so I've seen some people take accountability and try to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's important because otherwise I think, you know, we could see some, you know, real kind of crisis or even tragedy situations. Yes. Yeah. And so what would you say would be a safety measure that somebody could put in place as they're entering the NFT space, especially in regards to what you touched on in influencers and in NFTs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that having like a running stuff by someone, like running stuff by like a, someone that doesn't have any skin in the game, someone who's not involved in the project, looking at the deal, saying, does this sound does this sound right to you? Does this sound like a reasonable thing? Am I going about disclosing this correctly? Or does this seem like something I should be stay away from? Like having that, those sort of trusted advisors, I think will become more, more important. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are feeling pressure too. Cause then they're like, Oh my gosh, I recommended this project. <laughs> and then it was a rug pull. And then now I feel responsible that my friends got mm. screwed. And that, that is a shitty feeling as well. So thank you for sharing that. Definitely. My biggest takeaway was community, Yeah, getting involved in the community and aligning with others that can help support your journey. Cause again, this space is endless and it goes deep Yes, and having systems and checks in place where you can keep your mental health first, because again, you said it's similar to gambling and we know the rabbit hole that can happen once you get that dopamine flowing and hitting. 
Yes, absolutely. And the amount of money exchanging hands is, you know, it's not money that a lot of people are used to seeing and they can really lose sight of that very quickly. So tell me what's next for you in the NFT space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting going more with the Lost Boy project. My latest wrinkle though, is I'm getting my children into it. I have five, five and a half year old twins and they both are quite blonde and the Alphabetti project, which is devoted to schools, like it's supporting teachers, like on an individual level, like helping teachers get supplies. And it's very educational. They just airdropped a coloring book. So I've gotten my kids to be super excited about that. And I'm kind of seeing where that goes. So this morning I, I joined the Yeti project because my children uh, were quite vocal about wanting Yeti. <laughs> so, you know, I think I, and they, I made them Twitter accounts because, you know, they, that's kind of, a whole, I think, a whole other area that we haven't really explored. And I've been connecting with some parents who also have young kids and thinking about how can we make space in the metaverse for them as well well mm. if you think about it a lot of these animal-based projects like they appeal to children mm-hmm. and uh, they have games and I think so I'm kind of excited to follow that thread and see you know they're at the age now where like they they grew up watching uh, Ryan's world and the like Kim mm-hmm. you know <laughs> reviewing toys and stuff and so they're sort of quite eager to start getting into looking at some of these projects that are more family friendly so I'm excited about that I I'm still you know really involved with the blaze cat a community and, and those guys, I think they're just fun and creative and, you know, that kind of thing. So I spend like social time with them. They had a game night last night that was fun and, you know, like real, it feels kind of real. And then the other thing is the, the fame lady squad, I think is mm. a project. I don't know. Do you know about the whole narrative with the Russians and the fame ladies and all of that wildness? No, no tell us. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I first got involved, I, you know, I mentioned that my fucking pickle project, like was just sort of a joke. <laughs> I hope it gets her on here. I mean, that's the name of the project. You know, I, but like a picture of a, a pickle is not really the profile picture that I particularly resonate with. So when the fame ladies came out, there was, you know, a fame lady that had the blonde hair, had this cat eye glasses and I, I had the hair up in a way I sort of wear it. So I was like, oh my gosh, that one, like that looks like me. I want that. I want that as my profile picture. So that was the first one where I really was like, I'm changing my profile picture to a fame lady. And it was billed at the time as a female project, like that women had made it and there was a whole narrative about who they were. But, you know, the space was, uh, there's not a lot of transparency. So no one really knew who the women were. Okay, It got pretty popular. And a lot of, I think, women got it as well as men that wanted to support women or they got them for their girlfriends or wives Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then it was revealed that it was a kind of a cohort of very sketchy Russian men. No. (laughs) Yeah. So then everyone was really devastated, but a really strong community had formed and they ended up brokering a deal to take the contract, taking all the IP, taking over the project. So now it is uh, predominantly female led, very transparent and the sense of community amongst the women there is really cool. They're printing t-shirts. There's going to be a meetup for the NFT NYC conference, you know, and there's a lot of talk about how can we bring prominent women in the space to get NFTs like Paris Hilton, you know, is mm-hmm. uh, in the NFT space, but there's a lot of women out there that are kind of famous who I think could get into this and really sort of support that kind of female empowerment 
and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I feel like definitely a, an affinity to like that beat those being my people and participating in, in their things. So yeah, excited about, excited about them. Definitely think they're worth uh, checking out. They've kind of fully recovered market wise from the Russian uh, debacle, like crash. And now it's stronger than it was. And I think it's, you know, headed on the way up. And again, community is the topic here, the importance of community, mm-hmm. doing your research, connecting with others and finding your tribe in this yes. space. Yes. Thank you so much for your time today and sharing with us everything you're involved in. And it's just so great to hear that someone from your professional background has pivoted into NFTs and is showing up in such a massive way. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? No, I mean, I would encourage folks to take the plunge, join some of these discords for some of the projects I mentioned, get a feel for it. And uh, once you know how to buy one, it's like off to the races, like you're, you can, you know, get over that learning curve and I think have fun with it. And it's yeah, it's cool. So thanks so much for having me. Of course. And tell us, how can we stay in touch with you? How can we follow you? Sure. So I am pretty active on Clubhouse still, which is open mm-hmm. to everybody. iPhone, Android, no invites needed. My username on there is at psychiatrist. So that's pretty easy to find. So check me out there. And then um, on Twitter, Carlene Mack. So go ahead and follow me there. And then you can find me in the, in the Lost Boy Discord. There's a form there to submit questions for our AMAs. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.